Have you ever considered the extensive and expansive possibilities that can rise from the moment when you first believe God through Jesus Christ and receive the grace of his salvation? Today, we'll let Paul lead us into a consideration of this truth from the life of Abraham. Hello everyone, I'm Joel Van Hoogen and this is The Bread of Life, a radio ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism and The Bread of Life Church in Boise, Idaho. We are at work to bring the message of saving faith through Jesus Christ to the nations. To learn more about our work around the world and in our community, go to traincpe.org or breadoflifeboise.org. Now let's turn to God's Word, where in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, Paul takes us to the moment that is recorded in Genesis chapter 15, where God took Abraham outside his tent at night, directed him to look into the stars, and promised that in the number of the stars, God would make Abraham the father of a multitude of nations. Paul reveals here that this promise of God to Abraham was not just a promise to natural descendants, though that was a part of it, but even more, a promise of a proliferation of spiritual descendants who would expand out from his faith in God's word. Here's the first point I kind of want to make to you. Because of Abraham's belief in God, he became the father of all those in a wonderful way. He became the progenitor of all those who believe in God's promise by faith for salvation. That God now, through Abraham, is going to count, in a sense, the expanding expression of faith that's going to grow and extend out to many nations. It's all going to rise from this moment of time when Abraham believes God's promise. And so... God takes Abraham, he takes him outside that tent, he brings him before the night sky, he catches a vision of all these countless stars overhead, and God says, Abraham, I'm going to grant from your faith a seed of believing individuals that will expand in number beyond the stars that are above your head. And Abraham doesn't waver in this promise of God, but he trusts in God. He trusts that God is going to work and God is going to move, but there will come a time when Abraham begins once again to doubt how God is going to bring this about and how God is going to fulfill this. And so God comes back in Genesis chapter 17 and God renews this vision and this promise to Abraham and you read it in verses 2 through 4. It's here that Paul gets this phrase, father of many nations. When Abraham was 99 years old, it's pretty old, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many. It's a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many, or a multitude of nations. And I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Now, that all expands out from that moment when God took Abram outside his tent, and he looked at the stars, and God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to raise up a seed from you through which your descendants of faith will be like the stars of the sky. And he believed God and he trusts God in that thing for that promise. 
I want to make an application for you. I want you to see here the potential that God sees in the faith of powerless and impotent individuals who have no ability to, to establish their own salvation or accomplish their own salvation or to bring blessing down upon the earth, but they simply, in their powerless state, set their faith upon God's promise and trust in Him alone. I want you to see the potential that God sees expanding out from that moment of faith. What we see outside the tent in that night, and what we see here in Genesis chapter 17, is an old man, a wanderer, a homeless man, individual who we might think to ourselves is far gone and gone too far along to go back and make more of his life. He's coming towards the end of it. He's not at the beginning of it. He's not at the point in time in which you would begin to nurse and think about the fruitfulness and the things he's going to accomplish in his life. All he had to offer God at that moment was a belief that God could be believed, that God could be trusted. And in that believing, in that moment, from that believing man, God saw the father of all those who would believe after him. God saw from him the seed that is the growing progeny of expression of the children that would rise up from that moment of faith, the seed of a growing progeny of believing ones. God saw through his natural descendants the rise of the saving seed, the Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. But God also saw the spiritual seed of faith that would rise up from Abraham and grow into a number of individuals beyond the stars and the sky. A multitude of nations who would come and bow to the Savior and believe God's promise of salvation through Him. You see the potential of our faith and trusting Him and believing in Him? From our faith, which rises from us at our point of complete weakness and brokenness, when we recognize there is nothing that we can do to remove the sin that is accumulating in our lives, there's nothing that we can do, there's no ladder that we can climb that can bring us into the presence of God, there's no way whatsoever, there's no act that we can conduct to remove our sins from us, but we believe that God comes to us in our weakness and our impotency, and God would deliver us and forgive us and save us. God is not simply offering a moment for us to have a reprieve. But what God is opening up in that moment of faith is God is opening up a future that extends out and expands out beyond something we cannot even imagine. And the moment that we receive God's blessings, He opens up for us the promise of unending blessing in Jesus Christ. And as we embrace it, He begins to expand out from our lives as a starting point, an ever-expanding extension of faith that can go to others. So, in a sense, at this very moment, wherever you are, wherever you are in your life, you're potentially at the same place that Abram was as he stood outside that tent. Your faith has the potential as you trust in Him and you yield in Him and say, God, I don't have anything in me to deliver myself from my sins and I have nothing in me to produce any great outcomes to your glory and honor, but... I believe you want to pour your blessing on my life and I believe you want to bring me into a right relationship with you and I believe you want to live your life through me and I trust in you and I believe you for your promises. Out of that faith, God initiates from your life the potential, the expansive potential of a faith that can go on from there to others. Think about this. If you, you lead one person to the witness of Jesus Christ, 
and a declaration of their own need of a Savior because of their sins and their inability to save themselves by their own good works. You lead them to that moment and that hour in which they turn from themselves and from their own sin and their own pursuit to make up for it in their own efforts to see that Christ has done it all for them on the cross. And you lead in that moment where they believe that Jesus Christ has done all that for them. And they embrace Him as their Savior. At that moment, you've participated through the aid of the Holy Spirit in changing the contour of eternity. That has changed the whole dimension of what God is planning and what God is doing. God has mysteriously put you in a sense in the, in the midst of His plans. And He's used you as a conduit through which He is expressing and expanding this great work of the ministry of the gospel and the righteousness that comes by faith alone and if it can be said of Abraham right that from you this constellation will rise your descendants will rise in a sense it can be said of us as well in a sense it can be said of us as well because that's the nature of faith it not only makes me right with God but it opens up a potential of impact that I, I can't even imagine couldn't even get my mind around. I want you to see something with this about Abraham. See here that with Abram, who would be the physical father of Israel, so God is making a promise that out of him is going to rise this nation of Israel. And he also is going to be physically the father of a number of nations, the Ishmaelites, the Edomites, the Amalekites, the Midianites, and there are a few more ites in there that rise from Abraham. The God is, in a sense, making this promise of a physical seed that is going to grow and expand, but see here that God is beyond that, promising a boundless seed of faith that will impact the spiritual life, new life, to a multitude of nations, raising up not only individuals who become new creations in Christ, but raising up a procession of redeemed and newly created nations that would come from His expression of faith and receive His blessing. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 11, we have a vision of this. Throughout the prophets, periodically, we have these wonderful points of vision. I think one of them is in Isaiah chapter 11, where the Bible anticipates a day when the knowledge of the Lord shall cover the earth like the waters of the sea. We just read from Psalm 72, where the, the nations will all come to worship Him, and all the nations will turn to the King that is coming. In Malachi 1, verse 11, it says this. From the rising of the sun... Even to the going down, that's the idea of the circuit of the sun traveling around the earth. We prayed about that in our opening prayer, this vision of nations that are chasing the sun and they're waking up to praise the Lord Jesus and worship Him. From the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the nations. Righteous men, men and women made righteous by faith in me will offer righteous praise to my name throughout the nations, says the Lord of hosts. The Apostle John, again, has a vision of this climatic realization of this promise in the song of the redeemed that he hears before the throne of God in Revelation chapter 5. In verses 9 and 10, John writes this, And they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on earth. And there's a vision. 
universal tide and expansion of those that are coming to Christ. I think there are any number of applications we can make here, but let me make one in light of the context in which Paul is pronouncing this because he's countering an attitude and an idea that's among the Jewish people at this time. Be careful lest our faith in God's saving work through Jesus Christ becomes a point of group identity that looks inward and not outward towards others. Be careful that our faith community doesn't become our cloister, our chosen collective to close us off from others. No. When by faith we are put into the family of God, we become members of the people of God, and in that moment we are brought into the family business. We are brought into the trade of our Savior and our Lord, which is to become fishers of men. And it's to take the gospel to the ends and to all the people of the earth. We're called out from all these other nations. We are separate in a sense, but our separation is not a separation of distance, where I distance myself from individuals. It's a separation of distinction. I now have a distinct duty to be an ambassador of the reconciliation that comes through Jesus Christ to all the world, calling all men and all nations to be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. On that note, let me remind you that your faith in Jesus Christ is to go out to the ends of the earth. Our Lord said, go, and he said it to us all. So think strategically how you can best engage in reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks now for joining us at The Bread of Life, a ministry of the International Mission Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn how you might support our work, go to traincpe.org or breadoflifeboise.org and follow the links. Until the next time, may God bless you.